Welcome to Boss Lady Energy. Boss, boss Lady, Lady energy. energy. Y'all, we got that Boss Lady Energy. Welcome back to Boss Lady Energy. I'm Courtney, joined with my lovely co-hosts, Nikki and Kristen. It's Monday, ladies. Hey, hey, it's hey. Monday. I know y'all can't see me, but I'm in my velour tracksuit <laughs> in an emerald color, <laughs> and I'm feeling it tonight. <laughs> Bringing back the 90s. <laughs> she is feeling herself. I feel like everything is coming back. But y'all, it's March. It's officially March. I hope you all aren't mm-hmm. having PTSD like we are. But <sighs> the good thing about March is that it is Women's History Month. So we are kicking things off with some amazing, incredible women who are breaking um, records and are making history. One being our vice president, y'all, Kamala Harris is the first woman and woman of color to ever be vice president. Like that is the craziest thing. Hell yeah. Isn't that insane? Um. Isn't this insane (laughs) that it's 2021 and that's happening? Like this should have happened years ago. Anyway, sorry, Nikki, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, I was just really excited about her. I mean, she is, she is one to watch she is one that you feel you resonate with her she makes you feel calm she reassures you I'm tooting her horn real hard but anyway she (laughs) she tweeted first day of March she tweeted last week and she said women make history every day some we know Uh, the stories of others especially women of color and LGBTQ women have gone untold and this women's history month we are going to honor those women and all women and if that ain't a boss lady I don't know what is (laughs) Oh yeah. Why have we never have we never had a women's history month? We've had a women's we like, have a day. women's history month. Yes. Do we? I Isn't didn't it always know that March? Till I was this year old when I found out there was a women's 2021, history 2021, you were 2021. Okay. I was 2021 20, years old. <laughs> oh my Seriously. god. Seriously. No, but we no. love her. Is she like you said, she gives so many people hope and I feel like we mm-hmm. we've kind of been struggling for a while and, and not to even get political, but she is just refreshing and she represents so many people and like being a black woman, she definitely resonates with me. You know, I know her father was Jamaican and then she's also mm-hmm. uh has an Indian mother, but I mean We've just never seen somebody represent so many people, women and people of color. Like, uh-huh. what? This is what we were marching for years ago, decades ago. Like, that's crazy. Not even us, because we weren't here. But this is what folks were marching for. <laughs> Every March it. since 1987, right. Kristen. So clearly, we weren't celebrated enough for you to know. So now we are. Oh and now you're today God. years old. And you know that we are going to celebrate you're us. Right. Every March from here on out. <laughs> Also, something we need to celebrate is Look, Andra Day yes. winning the Golden Globe last week. She was the second black woman. I can't, like I just said, I cannot believe that it's 2021 and we still have firsts and seconds happening. Mm-hmm. Second black woman, woman to win a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Drama Series Motion Picture. Yeah. Or her movie, United States versus Billie Holiday. Mm -hmm. What the heck? I'm not shocked. I know y'all are, but I'm never shocked. It's when you're a a minority, it's always like that. It's always a history making thing because when you've been suppressed for so long, that's just the reality. But her making like it, I just love a reaction like hers. And the the other one that comes to mind is always Halle Berry's cry when she got the Oscar. But (laughs) Andre Day, she she deserves this so much for her portrayal of Billie Holiday like she is incredibly she's been incredibly underrated if we're talking Mm -hmm. universal and I'm putting air quotes on universal but man (laughs) it's just so refreshing to see that she's finally getting her flowers it's beautiful yes 
Mm-hmm. I love that saying, getting her flowers. Yes, let's give her a whole bouquet. <laughs> let's let's deliver monk. some bouquets. So today we're talking about self-identity <laughs> and rebuilding your self-image. So if you're listening mm-hmm. today and you clicked on this podcast, we are really going to dive into what all of that means. This is just something kind of on that note. Girl, let me tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, I just need to do this PSA real quick to myself as well. Um, Please stop justifying a day off by saying that you're going to be lazy or you're having a lazy day because there has been I'm not even like myself included lately. Like I've been dealing with that a lot of like, oh, I'm I'm being bad. So I'm going to grab a cookie or like, oh, I'm I'm being lazy when you need a rest day. Like if it's a Sunday and you just want to chill, like just chill, please Mm. watch Netflix. I think it's because I live with more people now. So I'm realizing like that it's like it's not just me and Michael anymore. And I do that. But then when other people do it, too, I'm like, girl, just have your day. Do you be you. Whatever Mm -hmm. you want to do today is fine. Mm -hmm. Have the cookie too. (laughs) So I just need to say like, if we just need a day off to chill, we need a day (laughs) off because I know I need one. Anyway, that's just, (laughs) that that has to do with just like giving yourself self-care. I think self-care is just being kind to yourself. Yeah. Right. I agree with that because why do we call it lazy? I don't know because I I feel like it's a language. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the image that you're portraying out. You have to like make it seem yeah. like you've been working so hard, so like long and all these yeah. things. And you you have to justify the reason why you may need a minute like or a day it's to a not justi- do anything. And then you guilt yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you're guilting yourself. And I've seen it so much lately. It, and I do it, too. And I'm like, why am mm-hmm. I saying that? I just want to chill. And yeah. then when I do chill, I'm like, I need to be doing something and my shoulders go up and I just, we just need to be nice to ourselves, especially it's 2021. Yes. But like, geez, Louise, it, the shit still is crazy out here. Yeah. Just be kind to ourselves. Well, I, I hope you're meditating. So those shoulders go down, Kristen, because it's, it's just because it's award season, girl. Award season has kicked off. Her shoulders oh, are course, up to her ears. Of course. No, you don't even have to explain to me. I get it. I'm just saying after, you know, after you get through award season, hopefully meditate and, and get your mind right so those shoulders go down because, you know, you're at a computer for everything now. It used I to be know. you're typing like crazy during award season for like that one, what, what is it, like three months back to back almost? Mm-hmm. But like yeah, girl. every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny but, yeah. you mentioned being at the computer for everything now. There was a point this past weekend where I was like, I through my phone, I threw my computer, I didn't even watch TV. I kind of just like was present in like talking to Jarrell yeah. and like whatever, because I was like, I can't sit at this screen any longer. Like yeah. I almost threw it to the side. It's it's so crazy how much it consumes every single bit of it. It's like whether you're answering an email or, you know, talking to your friends on Zoom because you can't meet with them, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It's insane. So hard to turn it turn it mm-hmm. off. And yeah, infinite look, scrolling. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. No, I was on a, a birthday Zoom earlier today and the day before. Like, it's just it's our way of life. And we're doing this on, you know, a virtual situation. <laughs> exactly. But, as um, we're talking virtually. <laughs> no, as we're on our computer talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, like you said, Kristen, portraying a certain self image, you know, I had a, I have a friend who, you know, I was talking to her the other day and she was just talking so down about herself when it came to her body and being pregnant. And the way that it's coming mm. off to me is like she's not happy in her current body because she has such a an image of what she thought she was going to look like. You know, she's got a few friends who are pregnant around the same time as her who, you know, maybe thinner than her, all belly, maybe not gained mm-hmm. weight in her legs mm-hmm. or her chin or whatever. And so she, you know, she's made comments
comments like, oh my God, don't post that photo. I have five chins. And I'm like, oh, okay. I thought you looked beautiful. Like, you know, when we did like, you know, yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's, and I don't know what that's like to be in that position, but the self image that you portray, you know, and, and, and the stuff that you've learned through your childhood and, you know, thinking you're going to be a certain way when you're pregnant, you know, you see all these celebrities sometimes when they're all belly and beautiful and they're done up and all this thing. So, yeah, but those are the photos they Mm -hmm. post and Mm -hmm. choose to, to do, you know, to share with the world. There are some people who keep it real though. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, but I also think when you go through different things in life, like life transitions, like a pregnancy or a weight gain or or losing weight, like we have a certain image of ourselves. And, you know, I think we should probably break it down for people like self-identity is the whole picture of who you believe that you are or who we believe we are, while self-image is only one piece of the picture. And so I think throughout life, our self-identity um, doesn't change drastically it's our self-image that changes and you're I feel like so many people get it confused that like my identity is different if they feel different or they're going Mm -hmm. through a different change in life but there's just so many different phases to it yeah and um you know self-identity there's three parts so there's self-image there is self-esteem and the portrayal Mm -hmm. of an ideal self and so I think right now we should go down the self-image path since we're already there um you know, this is this is the idea that you have, like you were saying, Courtney, of one's abilities, appearance, personality. Those are things that you know you can you can change. It's not you your self identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Just being, you know, thirty one now, and like thinking about how I viewed myself even last year mm-hmm. has changed. You know, because we're in our houses, we can't be as active, etc. So that we've had to adapt, and definitely the quarantine weight gain has happened on and off throughout. I've seen my face change in the photos that Michael and I have taken over the last year, you know, yeah. in the height of quarantine and then the dip, the ebbs and flows and that, mm. and that's just weight. That's not even, it's just like how you view yourself as self-image and, and your personality too. Um, not just weight, but that's just on my mind now that we were talking about your Same. pregnant friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I think it's the same, Kristen, like not just your appearance, but even personality, like a lot of folks that are in quarantine right now, like they may not feel like themselves or maybe they Mm -hmm. maybe they actually are themselves and they have been able to like sit with who they are during quarantine. And I feel like so many people are um, they kind of have masks of who they are. They kind of have a mask of who they want people to believe that they are. And so I think a lot of people's self image has been challenged because we Mm -hmm. aren't able to go out and, you know, in in our situation, we aren't able to be on the red carpets. We aren't able to, you know, have the the life that we once has had. And so that kind of challenges how we see ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is it, yeah. Was it this, this image that we were portraying, for everyone else around us, are we now sitting with ourselves and we're like, "Ooh, I don't know if I liked the way that I was. Cause I know that mm-hmm. for me, that's definitely the case. And just realizing like what's in, what is important and what I am actually like really good at too. Like my abilities I've seen grow in having to adapt from being home. And yeah. um, I mean, that's you having higher self-esteem and that's the other part we're talking about. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of our self-esteem 
during this period of time or, or in life in general, it goes up and down. Like self-esteem is all about your confidence and like how you how you view yourself and how you feel um, as far as your abilities and whatnot. And so I just think that a lot of us go through like having high self-esteem, low self-esteem and the quarantine. I think a lot of folks have had to rebuild their self-esteem because right. it's not what we imagine. And it's Definitely. funny, though, too, because self, self-esteem and self-image are so hand in hand because, you know, when we were re- doing when we were talking about what we were going to talk about this week and we were researching this topic, there's different ways that we see self-image. So it's like the one is how an individual sees oneself. So that's how we see ourselves. And then there's one for how others see us. So there's like, oh, well, so-and-so thinks I'm like this. Then there's one where how the, yeah, Mm -hmm. how the individual perceives others see them. And I know I'm guilty of that where I'm like, oh, so-and-so like thinks I'm like this or like, or this is what they're thinking. I don't know that. I just think that's what they're thinking about me or what they're saying about me or what they think I am. And then the other one is who um, I think you think I am. So it's, it's crazy because the case. (laughs) (laughs) it's funny though, because like self-esteem, like Courtney was saying, we've had this time to rebuild our self-esteem because we haven't really been around people. I mean, we're in pandemic, we're in quarantine. Mm -hmm. We haven't been in like a a work culture or around our friends or things like that. So it's given us time to be that person that we want to be and build up our self-esteem and our self-image. I know that growing up, like I was always thinking I was what the other people thought I was and never really knew myself, if that makes sense. Cause I Mm -hmm. always like, like, I don't know about you guys, like hung my identity and like that kind of thing onto like who I was surrounded myself with. Like who Mm -hmm. was I with the popular girls and guys that were in football and sports and cheerleading? Mm -hmm. Like were, you know, who I'm no longer friends with, not something that was great for me. And I see that and I know that wasn't the right choice, but also that was me too. And, and the way I viewed myself then was like validation from those people. And was I invited to the, to the party and this and that, and I felt my self-esteem just lowered if I wasn't. And, but you're, it's so easy to be manipulated and in the situation with everybody. Cause like osmosis, you just become what you're around and yeah. and you really don't ever truly learn who you are. Some people just never learn that mm-hmm. at all, which is so sad. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thankful. When did you guys kind of figure out who you truly are? Do you know who you truly are? Yeah. So I, I feel like I had a different experience and I, I don't even know if anybody would relate to this, but I feel like my self-identity uh, growing up was actually really strong. And it's because I was, you know, I grew up a, a tomboy. Like my first friends were guys. I was very athletic growing up. And then there was a shift. Um, there was a shift to being around more girls. And most of my girlfriends were like, they were in GT classes. And, you know, that's the gifted and talented classes. So I was pretty much around a lot of people that were similar to me. And if I'm being honest, like a lot of nerds. And, but mm-hmm. I had this other life where I was also a cheerleader. I was also running track and I was also, I was doing all these things but it's kind of like even though I was out in in front of everyone I was still invisible to the popular people and I never really wanted to be popular and so for me my self-identity was pretty secure because I was cool being like being able to be a balance of both. And so when when guys started noticing me or when, you know, girls started wanting to be my friends that weren't really my friends before, it kind of made me start 
thinking about how people thought of themselves because I was really secure with who I was. So the fact that certain people wanted to be around me because all of a sudden I glow, I had a glow up or all of a sudden I was, I looked like I should be the girl to hang out with or I was dating the guy that was known. Like that kind of mm-hmm. made me feel like there's so many people that aren't really, don't really know themselves. And I started mm-hmm. kind of questioning what my identity was because then one minute it was like, I wasn't noticed, but I knew who I was. And then the, sex, the next minute it was about, these people um, just kind of putting me in a me in a box of being pretty, or me being mm-hmm. a, in a box of just having a certain title. You're, you know, you run track, or you're on TV, or whatever the case is. And so I think my identity was kind of challenged when I started hanging around some insecure, cool folks. And I know that yes. sounds strange, but <laughs> no, um, that's true. Yeah, I felt that way. My confidence was like through the roof. I was an ugly duckling, y'all, like <laughs> through the roof when I was younger. And then it was like when I started to get into my own I was like hanging my you know validation I needed other people's validation after that and really just kind of not it's not a spiral because I didn't spiral you didn't (laughs) spiral we were fine but like looking back it was like low-key internally Maybe it was a little bit of a spiral. Yeah. I mean, just like Courtney, I felt like I was pretty confident growing up. Um, But then you, like she mentioned, you could put in this box. So I've always had big boobs since I was younger. I've always had the curves. I've been a cheerleader. I've kind of been in the popular crowd, but also like keeping up with my studies. So it was, it was a tough balance between the two, but something that I'm definitely guilty of and still to this day trying to figure out is why I always think about how others are going to perceive me or why I want to know how Mm. others perceive me, either me making a decision or me saying something or me doing something. Like I always am like two steps ahead being like, okay, well, like how is this going to be perceived? And I think that's something with self-image that needs to be just like, it needs, I need to cut it out because I, I, I'm not, not doing, it's not doing anything for me. You know, it's, it's, I'm sitting here constantly thinking how people think I am, you know, and why do I care? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like all of us at some point are guilty of that. And that's just because our self-image, like we said, is only one piece of the whole picture. And so that changes so much based off of the experiences that we have, the people that we encounter, all of these different things factor into that. So I feel you, Nikki. I'm kind of struggling through this, I feel like, because I'm still, as we all are, like works in progress. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about self-image and like body image and all of these things, like this is just an ongoing life process. I think we are all go through individually and like good on you. If you feel like you're a badass, curvy or non-curvy, whatever body image you have of yourself, like, like I have talked about my struggles with that. Um, and that will always be a continuous thing. And I know I keep using that as an example as like body image, but that's something that I've really struggled with it throughout my life. Yeah. But like that, that's okay that that's my story, but like, there's also people's titles and things like that. Right. Yeah. There's different parts of the story. I mean, I think so many, most people, you know, it could be body image that, uh, that changes how they see themselves, or it could be a job that they're in a title that they have. Like as people, we tie ourselves to different things that we see are valuable. So if someone feels like their self image, um, like you, Kristen is tied to their body image it's because, you know, we'll get to it, but, uh, it's because they have an ideal body or an ideal self that they're trying to achieve. Or if you're mm-hmm. striving for a certain title or a certain job or a certain dream, you're going after things that you want. And so you define yourself on like your progress and where you're at. So like, 
Kristen, you're a makeup artist. That's a that's a part of your self image. If you didn't have that, how would you feel? So, you know, mm-hmm. we're all yeah. a work in progress, but I think so many people tie their identity, their whole identity to things that are really pieces like the self-image so I know I definitely have struggled with that especially when you're chasing and going after a certain dream you start questioning your whole identity based off of if Mm -hmm. you don't have one part of the puzzle and so I just hope that while we're talking about rebuilding your self-image that we start Mm -hmm. seeing our identity as the big picture and our self-image as something that can be changed and altered and we're all changing constantly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something that Courtney had said to me at the end of the imposter episode was um, she's like you it was when I was talking about my food photography and she was like you need to look back at where you were and who you wanted to Mm -hmm. be right now and that's one of the ways that like you have to take those self-appreciation breaks when Courtney brings up the topic of you know chasing and you're constantly on this chase to get to where you want to get to it's like you have to take a second because just because you don't have it yet doesn't mean you didn't just climb those steps to get to a little bit closer to where you want to go and it's 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 how people you know I, I had said I want to see myself through Jarrell's eyes there I am again you know because Jarrell's my biggest advocate he's my biggest fan he's my biggest supporter and I want to see how he sees me this back and forth game you know I'm just like where do I go from here but I think that that's that's a good starting point is you take those self-appreciation breaks and you say I just climbed all of these steps yeah and and there's so many ways to improve your self-image um it's it's like an ongoing thing but like you're saying you got to start small like we all are guilty I'm sure most of 99% of us are guilty of wanting to be at the destination or getting to the Mm -hmm. big part of it before we take the the little steps. And so, you know, Mental Health America is one place that is a source um, that has shared ways that you can uh, improve your self-image. And that's one of the things that they say is don't try to change it all at once and take it all one day at a time. And I know I'm definitely, especially as I get older and go into these different seasons of life, I'm not being so hard on myself for being complete. I'm okay being in the middle, like, okay, I've checked Mm -hmm. that off. I've I've done that. Great. Be okay with where Mm -hmm. I'm at. Realizing when you're having the doubts or whatever that is, or if you're like, Ooh, I look big in this or whatever it is and saying, no, turn it, spin it on his head. Don't beat yourself up over it. Exactly. And, you know, I've talked about it before being a recovering perfectionist. Like we're we're so stuck on being perfect when we start and nobody's perfect when they start. Like we have to be satisfied with where we are and know that, you know, go for good enough and and have peace when you are in a good space and in a good groove and then improve from there. It's like hitting the gym and then the next day you realize like, oh, my God, my body hurts so bad. And then you give up. Okay, you're not going to build on that muscle. You're not going to improve if you don't Mm -hmm. keep hitting the gym, hitting the weights you're just going to keep being scrawny and so it's just you know start where you are and build on that it's the same with your self-image there's always going to be resistance and just like with building weights and yeah like you said unless you keep going yeah it's not going to get better and I think life is hard because it's it's like the pre- diamonds are made under pressure. That's such a <laughs> cliche, ridiculous thing to it's say. It's a good saying, but though. it's so 
It's so true. And, and you will get there or you will, will only get better. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am I saying this? <laughs> because it's true. Because it's true. And also, God. like we've said constantly, like your self-identity can initially, mm-hmm. and I, I'm putting some emphasis on initially, it can initially be defined by the people that mm-hmm. you're around. But ways to improve your self-image is to be careful of the people you're around. Be around mm-hmm. folks that support you and don't secretly hate you or are not secretly mm-hmm. haters. The, you want to be around folks that uplift you, who encourage yeah. you, who remind you and tell you to keep going. Like, who are those accountants? accountability buddies in your life. And so being mindful of that and how that impacts you too is really important because even though it's about self mm-hmm. and improving your self image, it's it's impacted by people that you know and you love. And something that Definitely. like I joked about in the beginning was my velour sweatsuit and how people are wearing sweatpants during this time and that's what loungewear and all that <laughs> stuff. But you know, I've gotten into this mm-hmm. routine, which is like I wake up in the morning and I do check-ins with my jeans, whether I'm putting jeans on for the day or whatever. It's kind of like dressing the part and m- making myself feel good about myself during the day, like getting ready and making sh- like, it's almost like I'm going to walk out the door and go to the office. You know, that's kind of the men- the mindset that I'm in now because, yeah. you know, when I was sitting in my sweatpants, not working out, eating whatever I wanted to on the couch, I was like, I don't feel good about myself. And I'm sitting here degrading myself when I'm like, no, I work out. I get up early to work out. Like I do these things to better my self image and better myself. And I need to start feeling that way. So putting on jeans or whatever it is for you do that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's mm-hmm. important. And just staying staying consistent in general is hard. And I, I think so many of us, like we have said time and time again, we just want to get to the destination. Mm-hmm. But y'all know I've talked about my skin and that's something that I'm trying to improve daily. So I feel really bad if my skin, you know, I get a breakout mm-hmm. or if I have to like go back and I'm seeing like that it's not improving and it's kind of reverted. Well, you have to keep going or it's just going to keep getting worse. If you don't keep at it, then there isn't going to be any progress. And that's just in all areas of life but that also goes to the fact that a lot of our self-identity is based off of where we want to be in our ideal self so I feel like this is a perfect time to pop out the wine pop out the water (laughs) do what we gotta do and get to our when I sip you sip please Yeah, this ideal self, you know, a lot of people may question like what that means, but it's how we want to be. It's like this idealized, you know, version that we create of what we've learned, you know, from life experiences, demands of society, a job um, and what you admire in your role models. And, you know, are when you sip you know, has to do with, do our role models, you know, that we look up to, you know, is it, is it helping us or is it hindering us? You can have so many people that you admire and don't even know that 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 secretly is hurting you from being your best Mm -hmm. self because you want to be so much like them. And I know um, I have many people who are role models in my life and they play different parts of my life. One being my mother. She's a huge role model in my life. And we've talked about that in an episode about things that we've learned from our parents and also what we've unlearned from our parents. Um, Mm -hmm. And also just even we're in entertainment news. So there's different people we look to for there are North Star for where we yeah. want our career to be or you know just in the entertainment realm of celebrity most people have like someone that they love and y'all know I don't even have to say <laughs> who I love because it's just known it's Beyonce, Beyonce. Uh, but that all impacts how you see yourself like do you measure up to Beyonce and like that's hard when you got a role model yeah. who on the outside seems to be that freaking perfect and talented and I I, I, I can't lie I don't think that she um, I think she's a good role model for me I think she's someone that makes me keep going whether I know her or not like I'm like if Beyonce can do it Mm -hmm. I can do it so that's someone Mm -hmm. that can inspire you totally I think it 
when I was 18, I would say my ideal self is the person I am today. I don't know about you guys, yeah, but the journey that I've been on and maybe I'm not at the pinnacle of Beyonce mm-hmm. yet, looking back, that changes every 10, 15 mm-hmm. years, I feel like for me. So like at 18, being in entertainment news and doing makeup and like living that life would have been the ideal. Right. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, now it's the next thing. And there's always going to be another goal that you mm-hmm. set for yourself or another person that you look up to. And I think my mind have totally changed. They used to be the Juliana Rancics and the Cat Sadlers of the world. And although like like you said, I pick and choose things from those people that I liked watching growing up as my ideal people mm-hmm. or goal self. Um, but now that's changed and now it's more into the makeup realm. And like, I love Katie Jane Hughes and how she's able to do all these things, but like, that's not me. And I can never be her because I'm me. So I think that the ideal self personally would be just in flow of work and life and having that you know, have there be a balance, which there never truly is, but always striving for balance, I guess, with all of that. Looking back, like what you said, when I was younger, when I was 18 and I was entering into this entertainment world, like we're going to be talking about a career episode. And I spoke about it on there that, you know, there is, there was a point where I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to make a list. I'm going to, you know, do this internship. I'm going to, I'm going to get to where I want to get. And basically in my career right now, I am at the highest that I can go at TMZ. And so that's why I kind of have this hobby on the side of food photography. But I'm not going to lie. When I'm looking at all of these foodies and all the food photographers and everyone whose food photography may be better than mine, it almost these role models that I do look up to in that community kind of make me feel a little worse about myself, you know, because I'm sitting here getting into Mm. this compare culture and, you know, Mm. wanting to be at that Mm -hmm. level when I'm just not there yet because they have years under their belt or they got this brand deal or they're working with this brand. And, you know, there's so many things to that, that, you know, you have to figure out what your why is like, do I look up to them because it's because of the materialistic things that they have? And for me, it's not necessarily like money, but it's like, they have the time to do it. They may not have a full-time job. It's not their hobby. It's not their side gig. This is their Mm -hmm. full-time thing. Do they get the brand deal that I wanted, you know, working with Oreo or whatever it is to take pictures for them and get sponsored by them and all those things? Or do I really, really value the quality of their work? So those are the things that I constantly am sitting here questioning. Mm. Like, you know, when we look up to these role models, um, is it materialistic things or is it like real skills that they have that you admire? True. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is definitely the qualities of people. I'm very, I'm very set on that because a lot of my role models aren't people that do exactly what I do. Obviously, Beyonce is a singer. She's an entertainer. Uh, another role model of mine has always been Mara Brock Akil. She's a writer. She's a writer of several successful black sitcoms like Girlfriends and and just so many different incredible bodies of work. And while I don't see myself in those spaces, I see myself myself in them. And I think especially being a black woman, I there are not that many people that I can look to. And so I kind of have bits and pieces of who I put together of like, this is someone I admire. This is someone that I want to be similar, similar to. But the thing that's the same about both of those women in my mind is that they are resilient, that they keep going and is that they create culture that is history making. And so that's something that I want to do in my career, but in my own way, because obviously I don't have the skills to sing. <laughs> I don't have the, the skill to make a, you know, be a showrunner 
manner or to even write uh, the way that Mara Brock Akil does, uh, but I still see myself being able to make an impact. And so I think my role models, I look to them because I feel and I know in my heart that I am going to be a trailblazer or that I already have in some ways, whether mm-hmm. I'm just a trailblazer in my in my family, right. being the first to do entertainment news. And so my why is always on the qualities of my role models and what they represent. Mm-hmm. Like I yep. am never, I don't think I will ever be a billionaire <laughs> and I, that's not something I'm striving for. I, of course we all want to get the bag, but like Beyonce billionaire status is like very difficult to get to. So I don't put that kind of pressure on myself. I want to be someone that's successful and loves their family. And that's what both of my role models have done. I, you know, I love Oprah. I wouldn't say she's my North star, but she's an incredible interviewer. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that, we all have to kind of make our, put our own like gumbo together of who we look to. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely what I do. So I'm hoping I get there one day. And if I don't, I'm just, I'm not going to be hard on myself because I know I've done enough to where now I'm somebody that people can look to. Definitely. That was a good one. (laughs) We are. What? That was good. That was great. I loved that. I love that little segment. (laughs) That was a good one. I know. Yeah, it was like, damn. All right, I gotta get a gumbo to go in. You know, I gotta, I gotta get some more North stars, more role models, little things from each (laughs) person. I can't. Uh, It's only gumbo because I'm Creole, y'all. That's what I did. Y'all know. Anywho, I made some jambalaya a few weeks ago. Have you ever made gumbo? I can make gumbo. I don't ever serve my gumbo because I have a North Star and that's my big mama and her gumbo was out of this world. So if I can't make it like that, I'm not serving it. You're not serving it. (laughs) Y'all may like my gumbo, but y'all don't know what real good gumbo is until you have big mama's gumbo. Um, I love that. But yeah. Noted. I know earlier, Nikki, you were talking about comparison, but like, how are you improving? And like, what, what tips do you have for folks who are also in that same boat and have, you know, are struggling to to build up their, their self Yeah, I know we talked about it often with our social media episodes. Almost every episode we bring up social media and getting into this compare culture. But for me, I've kind of like, I put so much emphasis because of the Instagram algorithm of like how I need to post on my stories eight times, times and I need to be posting on my feed three to four times and I need to be doing reels and I need to be doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of sat down with myself, I think it was the, like last month where I was like, I just felt like I was on this hamster wheel and I couldn't catch up because I have so many yeah. things I want to do with food photography and my blog. And, and, you know, I just got my first brand reach out to me once I stopped thinking about Instagram. Yeah. I had my, it's very, it's very, it's not even anything, but like it it is something, but it's not like this big brand of Oreo. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's starting small, but I've also, you know, registered for the photography school course, which is seven week course where you learn how to really, really do all of the things and making this thing, not just a hobby and maybe your full-time job. So I'm investing in myself. And even if it's just, you know, picking up that camera every day and practicing or writing a blog post or implementing SEO and like doing all of the these things is kind of how I've kind of tried to pivot. It doesn't work for everyone though. Some people are still stuck in that space. You know, I still see people on Instagram complaining or like, you know, saying they're not this or not that, and but they're not doing anything about it from what it looks like. So I think you just have to like do yeah. it. You just got to invest in yourself and, and, you know, well, does that build up your self-esteem? Do you feel better? Do you feel like you can be 
in the league with the people that you hold so high. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll be scrolling through Instagram you know and I'm mean? like, Drell, look at this and how many likes it has or how many, you know, whatever, wherever I've seen it at, whoever retweeted it or whatever. And I'm like, I can freaking do this. I can do this. I don't know how many times I've told him, like, I can do this. I just have to figure out how to you do it. You are doing it. Um, but you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> always have that ideal self and where I think I want to be and this perceived image of what I want to do. Just not there yet, but I am. I took what Courtney said to heart in the imposter episode. I was like, this girl is over here, known me for about what, 10 months now and saw where I was 10 months ago, <laughs> saw my journey to where I am now and actually complimented and said, you're doing it. And I'm like, I need to fucking own it. And I need to realize that I am. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the only way to be like, there's so many people, I think we all get caught in comparison. I'm so guilty of mm -hmm. that. Like there's so many people I admire and I can compare myself to and not even in a bad way. Like I've, I feel like sadly I've always been, and I say sadly because I'm always a cheerleader and sometimes I wish other people were like that with me, um, but I don't do it to get other people to be that way, but it would just be yeah. nice. All, But the comparison part for me has always been, I know my abilities. I know that I'm talented. I know that we're in the same league, whether I'm on the bench and you're a starter. And I think so many of us get caught in the comparison is because we literally have a, a following. We have numbers that validate where someone is versus where you are. And I kind of, I've always kind of been anti-social media and I had to stop being that way because you know, you, you just get stuck on like, oh, this person has a hundred thousand, but do they deserve it? No, it doesn't matter. I could be a micro influencer mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. And I yeah. have proven outside of my numbers that I'm talented and that I can be in the same room as these people and that I am just as talented. And it's just not my season. It's not my time to blow up or have a huge social media mm -hmm. following. You know, I'm not going to devalue myself just because the numbers don't add up because you don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know everybody's story, how they blew up or how they became viral. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when that comes or if that ever comes for me that's great and if it doesn't I still gotta know that I'm awesome I still gotta know that yeah. I'm talented <laughs> and I think I really got to I had to start affirming myself when it was like oh man like I'll be honest like I used to want to be the Jason Kennedy of, oh. of entertainment news and I know he's a guy but but he's so <laughs> like he's so dope and he's so uh, spiritual but also in entertainment news and just like a mm -hmm. good guy and like that's the type of person that I want to be someone that leaves a lasting impression on people while also loving yeah. what I do and so I had to stop comparing myself to folks that they may look like they have it all together on the outside but I know and I've been in rooms with folks that I've admired and they are struggling just right. like me and so mm -hmm. it's kind of leveled the playing field for me and not know and even if I didn't ever know that they were struggling being someone that really wants to see people win like I have to keep my self-image up in order to keep cheering for other folks because I'm never going to be a person that's cheering for you and secretly hating on you I just don't believe in that because i firmly believe that all of us have space to be in here, whether it's overly saturated right. or not. And so that's how I keep myself going and not being caught up in the comparison part of it. Cause it's very easy to do that. The moment I have it in my head, I'm like, nope, they're dope and yeah. so are you. Yeah, the oversaturation, just real quick. So many people have said that to me. I cannot even tell you how many times like someone's been like, oh, you're going to post YouTube videos? Like, cool, so everybody else is already there. Like, why would you? And could you imagine if somebody said that to the Rolling Stones or Beyonce when they were like coming up as musicians? Like, mm -hmm. absolutely not. There's room for everyone. And if you're 
as great and live up to your full potential as you can, you're going to be there for a while. So, and then other people will rise up with you and like, let's bring more people in. I never understand that concept. And that really pushes people down and, and really makes people feel bad about themselves and the self-esteem goes down and then the self-image goes down and it's just a damn spiral. Oh, yeah. that's just a side tangent, but it's, it's so true. And there is enough space for everyone of all different backgrounds, all different cultures, whatever it is and whatever you're passionate about, there is room for us all in these spaces, no matter whether we have 300 followers or 10 million followers, yeah. like there's something for everyone out there. Yeah. Truly. I'll be honest. It, it is very difficult when you're a, a minority too. And I have to speak to those that are listening and I don't know what your background is, but if you're a black woman like me or, or if you are a person of color, it can be very hard to feel like you can keep going when you see somebody else has already been in the door. And I know that's something I struggled with in the beginning until I was finally in the door and I saw that there could be other people because all it takes is one. All it takes is one person to make real change. And I feel very privileged in a lot of, of, of uh, scenarios in my career to have been the only one and knowing that that journey has opened up doors for other people. So if and sadly, a lot of our self-image is also determined by feeling like we have the weight of the world on us. So if you're out there and you are the only one right now and it's hard and you're feeling misunderstood, if you keep going and you keep doing your thing and you keep being the best version of yourself, somebody else may have the opportunity to step into those doors. And because you have validated either that company or that room that didn't know someone that looked like you, you validated for them that this is something we need in the room. And so I always try to think of of myself as someone, like I said, as a trailblazer in certain ways. But if you're struggling with putting pressure on yourself, like I have, stop mm-hmm. doing it. You can, you can't speak for your whole race. You can't speak for all women, your your whole gender. Um, and so if the be- if you're showing up as your best self, it will open up so many doors for you and for others. And so I have to start telling myself that for my own mental health. Yeah. And just Mm -hmm. bouncing off of that. um, I mean, I am a white woman, so I'm not going to go down that uh, path of like being speaking to that. But you guys just heard me a few minutes ago with the positive affirmation. When I was talking about the first brand deal that reached out to me, I sat there and said, well, it's not a big, but I'm like, no, but it is. It's something, you know, and those are the things you kind of have to stop yourself in the tracks. And, you know, we always say it, celebrate the small wins. And like, this was one of the first things that happened for me, a brand reaching out to me may not be the biggest brand, may not be the smallest brand. It's, you know, whatever, but it's something that shows me that like, you know, even though I was focusing on such negative things, a positive came out of it, you know? And and once I stopped worrying about those negative Mm. things, a positive came out of it. You know, once I stopped worrying about Instagram and the algorithm and how many Mm. followers I have and whatever, and I'm just doing my thing and posting what I want to post, it's starting to come to fruition and it's starting to come to light of like, don't worry about Instagram. It's fine. You got other things, you know, other things are happening. So I think that's really important to do is to almost like change. We always say it, change the language, change the dialogue that you tell yourself and, and celebrate Mm -hmm. positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. I mean, we may sound like a broken record, but these things really work. And the reason why we're saying it is because they work for us. Like you guys just saw a perfect example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, on the note of Instagram too, just real quick, (laughs) I know we're not talking about social media, but I was talking to, I have a group of friends that we do a Zoom call every week. I've talked about this before, but we were talking about how negatively it impact impacts our self-esteem and and how it, it makes us want to pull away from it. And like one of the guys was like, I always felt that way. I was so upset and comparing and my self-esteem was so low and all this stuff. And I've just really tried to think about, because Court, you were talking about um, 
how you, you want to share with the world or, or something like that. You said something along that line Mm -hmm. earlier through social media. I think that you do speak such truth. And what my friend was saying was that he's bringing his truth to Instagram or social media, wherever it is. And people are resonating with it because he's really speaking from his heart now, mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. And show, sharing things and like making his caption this long, like a, a mile long, but he's writing to people too. So it's like a little bit of both. And like, I know it's, it's exhausting, but I always tell you court, whenever you're on, I'm like, yes, girl, mm-hmm. speak it. Like, tell <laughs> us about it, whatever it is. Like, it always feels like it's flowing mm-hmm. through you. And I want you to break that wall down because it's so wonderful when it comes out and I feel your truth and, and it, it would just, I know you're holding up a wall there and I do it too. Nikki's better than both of us at being on her socials all the time. It's ridiculous <laughs> how scheduled she is, my God. But like <laughs> if we broke down those walls and you just shared your truth, girl, it wouldn't, you know, you're not a micro influencer. Her girlfriend's got yeah, over 10,000 followers, she's saying. Over okay? Here. 1,400, okay. hey, I'm micro a influencer. influencer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I'm, I say that because that's really what it is. If you have a certain, if you're at that level, you're a micro influencer. I'm not speaking Considered lower that. of myself. I think um, micro influencers are important because all, all huge people were once in the same position. Uh, and I receive what you said, Kristen. I'm receiving it and um, I will say, I, I, I understand that there's a wall there, but my idea of social media, like I said, I used to be anti-social media and I know this is a bit of a tangent, but just so y'all know how I am. Um, the reason I'm that way is because I genuinely believe that I resonate with authentic people and it doesn't make sense for me to come on when I don't feel um, I can give something. So if I'm exhausting Mm -hmm. myself just to keep others entertained or to, you know, have everyone else feel like, oh, she's like she's bubbly or she's feeling this or she's going on a rant or whatever that is. Like anytime I get on, I want to leave people with something. So when I'm not on, it's because I want to be with myself. I want to heal myself. I want to work on things that I don't discuss because I know we're we're stuck in like a social media realm and about building our community and all of that, but I I don't want to build a community based off of falseness. I don't want to build a community off of um, people just being in my business for the sake of being in my business. I'm still someone who is about discernment. Very private, and yeah, yeah, I'm very private. And I, it's not even that I pride myself on that. I think it's best for my life. I know one day Mm -hmm. I will take the wall down a bit if it serves other people, if my story helps people. But I'm okay if I never blow up and I still have my life outside of Instagram. So that's kind of my thought process. It's never, I never started this journey to be someone who is just famous for the sake of being famous. I always want to be someone who leaves people feeling good. Like one day when I'm not here, y'all, I want folks to know that I was real and me being real is just, I'm not going to be on social media every day because it doesn't serve my real life. But I do yeah. receive what you said. I'm just being honest on why I I share no, I, when I feel it's necessary. Yeah, I understand. And the struggles we go through too in, in sharing them and unfollowing people 
like that you do compare yourself to girl you know I've done that bye like all that unfollow been happening lately let me tell you anyway that's besides point let's get back to it okay no let's let's get back to self-image and self-identity I think we are all like we said from the beginning y'all we are all works in progress we are all changing day by day and I hope that y'all leave with a new script for yourself or at least you start creating a new script for yourself because it's important to really affirm yourself when you are struggling with low self-esteem you may be struggling with your your full identity because something in your life has changed but those moments is those don't define who you actually are those are literally moments and it could be a moment for a year or two but you will get past it if you keep going and you keep changing and you keep affirming yourself and so I hope all of y'all start healing because I know I'm over here doing that I'm far from perfect but that's something that has really helped me um so I hope that y'all learned something from this if you're struggling and rebuilding that self-image y'all is this last word Oh, I was just talking, but yeah, I guess this is the last word. Yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah, we might I as did, well. That just sounded so great. So I was like, was that her last word? Like the one yeah, episode? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are funny. Um, I mean, I think I spoke to it uh, more than once in this episode. Uh, I have always been that girl who sits and s- likes to think about how others are perceiving me and something that I literally stopped doing mm. last month. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for this. Like I said, I forgot about Instagram. I forgot about what people freaking thought of me. I'm literally moving forward and not caring what other people think about my decisions that I'm making, about who I am, what I want to do with my life, what I want to do when I don't want to do it, whether I don't want to answer the phone to you if I don't want to answer the phone, don't want to talk. Like so many things I've realized over the past week and a half, two weeks that I'm just like, no, not good. I'm not going to care anymore. So yeah. it's been a, it's been an eye opener and I'm just so, <laughs> so powerful. Like I almost have like a weight lifted off my shoulders when I actually started to implement just stop caring about what other people think. And it's mm-hmm. great. Took me a yeah, while to get yeah. here, but it's great. It's a great, it's a great here. Anyone want to join me? It's great. <laughs> it's it great go. here. We got to let it go. So happy, That's Nikki. So Look, the power of no is necessary mm-hmm. in a lot of situations. No, sometimes is you saying yes mm-hmm. to yourself. So I'm glad you're finally saying yes. And there are going to be times where you do fall, fall like we all do into our old ways. Uh, but it's okay. Cause I feel like you, you've gone to this other side, Nikki. And so many mm-hmm. of us are ready to hop <laughs> fence with you. Hop well, I'm fence. here for you y'all to welcome you when you want to come 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 (laughs) you guys know too changing the language for me is has been my main thing so that I'm able to address things like head on and that self-image that's self-esteem me comparing myself to someone else or whatever it is it's it's realizing the language that I'm speaking to myself and really trying to just switch it and and be aware of it and once you're aware of it there's no going back. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, it's kind of shitty because you're like confronted with it all the time and you have to address it. And I think that's the best way to move forward and grow because if you're not addressing it and truly looking at it, it's always going to be under the rug and it'll be bumpy. The rug won't be, you know, be tripping over all of the stuff under your rug. And as Jordan Peterson says, I've been watching a lot of his lectures, there's stuff under the rug and until you name it, it, it's just going to be tripping you up and you've got to address those things. So that's something that I continue to work on. I think we're all doing the same thing. It sounds like it. Um, but just switching the language and being aware of it is step mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. 
I'm taking from both of y'all. I'm definitely working on not caring about what others think of me. It's definitely difficult. I also am really, the other part that I'm working on is really trying to stop being so critical of myself. And Mm -hmm. um, that is something that is constantly a work in progress is, you know, when you're not where you want to be, or even if you are just like, like we've talked about with imposter syndrome, wondering if you should be in the room. And so I constantly say it and my friends give me crap for it, but I always I'm trying to give myself and others grace. And so I think that's one way that I'm always improving my self image because how you think of yourself matters that that, you know, that resonates with other people when they're around you. People can feel your energy when you love yourself. And so I want to be someone that people enjoy being around. So if I don't enjoy being around myself, I know folks don't want to be around me. So I'm (laughs) always working on self and um also trying not to be so stuck on my ideal self all the time because I think being a perfectionist we get so stuck on where we want to be and who we want to be that we're not happy with where we are and so I really am I'm actually happy with the broken pieces of me I'm happy with the the puzzle pieces that I'm constantly putting back together knowing that everyone has gone through this. Everyone has had to heal. Everyone has fallen short. Like we've all been there. And so stop being so stuck on being perfect, being the, the ideal self is just, that's beautiful, but that's only one piece of my identity. And so that's where I'm, I'm sticking with that. Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop being so, so critical of yourself and the thoughts you have in your head, speak out the positive that you just said negatively to yourself, because shoot, if nobody else is going to do what you got to do. Amen to to both of you, both of you. Yes. Yes, yes. We we had some good last words this week, (laughs) y'all. Start your week off with some boss lady energy every Monday. And send us your suggestions for future episodes. Slide into those DMs. And follow us on social media at Boss Lady Energy Pod.